I'm Sarah Galactica, and this is your Moon Report. Well, <laughs> how was that lunation for you? I'll tell you what, <laughs> this past lunation has been a fucking trip for me, and I don't really know where to begin, to be completely honest, with this particular episode. If you have found this, you probably pay at least passing attention to my substack, where I talked about my surprise new moon eclipse appendectomy that I had uh, the day the first episode of this actually came out, which I found hilarious because I was talking about, you know, the new moon in Aries related to the emperor as part of, you know, the people of faith who tend the ecosystem of trust and all of these different kinds of things. And, you know, I found myself literally face down on the floor the next morning <laughs> trying to sort out um, what was going on in my body and kind of, you know, in a daze, moving from urgent care to ER to all of these different things and winding up in surgery and all of that and kind of like chuckling to myself on some level about like the cosmic joke of it all. And I don't know if you've had a similar kind of experience over the past lunation or not, but I guess I'm sharing this because these archetypes are very helpful for offering a bit of context for our lives, but not in a way that is predictive, not in a way that is meant to show you what exactly is going to happen over the course of a given lunation. I'm not into utilizing tarot as a means of prediction in my own practice or with my clients. There's lots and lots of tarot readers who are, and that's cool. It's just not my bag. I'm much more interested in utilizing tarot as a way of understanding myself better and as a way of understanding this world better and the people I love better and finding a sense of meaning and belonging. And to me, symbols and metaphors are really helpful for that. Stories are really helpful for that and always have been. So this past lunation, when I was walking with, personally, walking with the sun <laughs> and then coming face to face with a bunch of unexpected shitty things like an appendectomy, an unexpected tax bill, a job scam, <laughs> the resulting medical bills from said appendectomy. <laughs> These are not situations you would normally associate with a card like the sun. And yet, each of these moments offered me an opportunity to stop and think about how do I practice what that card 
is trying to help me bring into my life regardless of what's happening within it. There is no life devoid of suffering. (laughs) And so this idea that there's some cards that are positive and some cards that are negative, that I got the sun instead of the tower and still managed to have all of these crazy experiences, to me proves that (laughs) and also proves the validity of tarot as a tool for self-reflection and growth, seeking opportunities to shine in my own way, even though I'm feeling like I don't want to be shining right now, to be completely honest. I'm standing here in my little recording studio in my office, and I'm sort of like at a loss of what to do in my own life. So here we are at the new moon in Taurus, which is associated with a hierophant, who I think of as being of the people of wisdom who tend the ecosystem of knowledge within the climate of contemplation. And regardless of what card I personally choose for this lunation, for my own path, I'm thinking a lot about the Hierophant as an archetype of the heart's wisdom, an archetype of the heart's knowing, not an archetype of, hey, go find an intermediary who can translate the divine for you, but hey, You are tasked with becoming your own intermediary. You are tasked with staying open long enough in the midst of challenge and suffering and setback, not to bypass those experiences, not to brush them off as unimportant, not to make meaning from them in ways that bend their truth into a story that makes us feel better. The Hierophant, to me, is interested in a whole different kind of wisdom, a whole different kind of knowing. And it's one that is deeply uncomfortable. The Hierophant is the fifth card in the Major Arcana, and therefore, in the way that I think about tarot, is associated also with the fives, of the minor arcana. And if you're familiar with the fives, (laughs) these are the cards that nobody wants to fucking get, right? It's all of these cards of challenge, cards of conflict. I get it. (laughs) They're uncomfortable and they are not going away. They are a necessary part of the human experience. And to think that we can move through life in such a way that helps us avoid those moments is what makes the fives scary, right? We assume that the fives are telling a story of our impending doom or demise. We assume that those feelings of scarcity and conflict and confusion are punishment. They are not. These experiences, the five experiences, are the ones that are meant to 
reveal truth to us. Truth about ourselves, namely. They are there to show us the edges of our coping mechanisms, of our strategies that we've built over the course of our lives. We run into a wall. We don't know what to do. We're grasping or panicking or in despair or angry and lashing out. And those moments push us beyond the limit of what we understand. They push us beyond our capacity. That's where we are right now. We are in the new moon of that. (laughs) So we can think about Taurus and Venus and and the lusciousness of that sign and that planet. And they are luscious. Don't get me wrong. But thinking about these things in the ways that we are told we're supposed to is a hierophant lesson all on its own, in my humble opinion. So here at the new moon in the ecosystem of knowledge, we are being offered the opportunity to recognize where we are being pushed beyond, out of our comfort, out of our depths, where we are being pushed beyond who we understand ourselves to be. The climate of contemplation is the home of cards that bring us into direct encounter with the divine, direct encounter with the world around us, direct encounter with what is confounding and bewildering so that we can find new ways, new strategies, so that we can grow and push beyond what we know. Doing so requires an element of honesty with ourselves. Doing so requires an element of honesty with each other. It requires us not to be self-complacent. So here's the task. Where are you being pushed beyond? Where is discomfort your best teacher? Where is despair trying to point you? What are you missing in the midst of conflict and confusion? We live in a culture where we are encouraged to be angry and to see our anger as action, to see our discomfort as attack. Where are you mistaking conflict, constriction, challenge, or confusion as a threat? Is it possible to see these moments as a friend instead? They may not feel friendly. A lot of things don't feel friendly that end up being necessary. We are being called not to see ourselves as needing continual improvement, like there's some kind of perfect outcome that we can get on the other side of our growth. There is no superhuman. We are becoming more fully human. And becoming more fully human requires embracing the full expression of our humanity. And a lot of that is ugly. A lot of that is hard. 
And a lot of that is dark. Spoken like a true fucking Scorpio right now, am I right? (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is, this next lunation is not about oh, it's going to be the worst. It's not I'm not trying to say, oh, this next lunation is going to be full of challenge and despair. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is any moments that lead you to some kind of self-confrontation are opportunities to think about you becoming that intermediary between the meaning, the mystery, and yourself. There is no person who can stand between you and God or whatever, (laughs) the universe, your higher self, right? Like, call it what you're going to call it. No one can stand between you and that force except for you. This lunation, I invite you to think about how you give that ability to be your own intermediary, a way to other people. I invite you to think about the way moments and experiences of suffering or of challenge or confusion, how they are doorways meant to deepen your own understanding, how they can be opportunities to receive some grace from yourself, for yourself, I see the sacred task of the Hierophant as being discovery and the sacred task of its companion within the ecosystem of knowledge, temperance, as harmony, discovery and harmony. These two things are actually in tension with one another. To discover something new, to learn something new upsets the balance. That's the point. (laughs) We can find our way back to transmuting those experiences into some kind of brilliance in our own life. But the discovery has to be made first. And discovery can be uncomfortable. It can also be exciting. So I invite you to be excited. To know that discomfort and challenge are trying to point you in the right direction for your own path. And we're all walking a different one side by side. We are all evolving together. We are all part of an evolving planet. We are all part of an evolving universe. We are being constantly evolved. And we are constantly evolving the world around us, being conscious of these opportunities for our own growth necessarily helps evolve the whole. We really need each other. (laughs) And I think tarot can be a language for understanding the ways that we belong to one another and belong to a greater whole. If we don't choose to use it that way, though, it does us no good. (laughs) If we're constantly utilizing tarot only as a way to navel gaze into the minutia of our past or get distracted by what we think might happen in the future, we miss out on the opportunity in the present 
to be able to evolve into who we are actually meant to be. And that missed opportunity holds us back from being part of the greater evolution of the whole. So I invite you to experiment with what it might look like to own this hierophant energy in your own life, to become your own best intermediary. Thank you, friends. If you found this episode helpful or enlightening or just gave you a feeling that maybe you're not alone in all of the bullshit, <laughs> I'd love to know. You can leave a comment on Substack. Reach out to me at saragalactica.com. You can rate and review probably on your chosen podcast platform I don't fucking know that's what all the podcast people say right <laughs> until next time happy new moon